Welcome back to another episode of Losa's Lounge. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready to go. And speaking of going, whoo, that's all I need to hear is the word going. I'm off. Thank you so much. If you are one of my returning audience members, thank you so much. A big shout out to Australia. Big shout out to Puerto Rico. A big shout out to Brazil, Canada, and the United States. I see the demographics of my audience. And man, listen, thank you. Singapore, I see you. We're excited. I'm excited. It's the New York City episode, baby. And if I could be a New York City boy, first of all, I'd be pretty Ricky. Because he is 100% that king. But other than him, it would be this king. He is the lead singer and one of the founders of the Debbie Donnas. He is a New York City socialite. Right? At least I think he is. I mean, he has a bomb-ass inner circle, great talent, works hard for the money. And we have a lot of things in common. And two of those things we are going to discuss today, okay? Two of my favorite topics. This is for all of my LGBTQI plus community today. Let me just tell you, a big shout out to you. And as always, remember, black lives will always matter, always have, always will. And I get to talk about all that today with my special guest, Carlos Acosta. And we're going to hit our two topics. Madonna. The legendary queen of pop Madonna, that is. And (laughs) get ready to put on your five-inch platform shoes. I mean, we just talked about them the other day on the 1997 episode, The Spice Girls. So come on back. Come on back. Come on back. It's all in the lounge today. We're going to have a damn good time. Ride it out with me, baby. Oh, yeah. Yay! I am your host, Carlos Reyes. And you are now in the lounge. Most is lounge. Come on. I am your host, Carlos Reyes. Let's go. And you are now in the lounge. Most is lounge. Come on. Welcome back, everybody in the world that's listening to Losa's Lounge. I am so excited for my special guest today. He is with me all the way live from this New York City or Jersey? North Jersey. North Jersey. I'm here, I'm, yeah, I'm a New Yorker at heart, but I'm, I got to be honest, I'm from New North Jersey. My- word, word. Listen, I'm so excited, everybody. He is the incomparable in my i'm such a big fan you know a person you know i love you but i'm i'm biased right now so lead yeah, singer you're, my friend. you're not my you're not a fan I, I, you're, you're my friend no i know i know i know um i'm fangirling over you right now listen let me let me fangirl um lead singer of the debbie donnas and we're gonna talk all about that um new york city scene like you're like new york city socialite in a sense especially in our community the incredible lgbt 
QI plus Elemental ZP community. <laughs> yeah. Every other day, it's we're like an iPhone. Every other day, there's like another one. <laughs> and that's okay, but it's getting complicated. It's, like I can't even. I'm keep getting up. confused. Like maybe I'm not smart enough, but I, I listen. Right. All the power to everyone. Let's keep it going, and as long as everyone is, is feels respected and absolutely, and loved. absolutely. And I say that very tongue in cheek and just kind of you know just being mm-hmm. a pain in the butt. Um, yeah. Carlos. Uh, Carlos Acosta, everybody. Yay! I'm in the house. I'm excited. This is fun. Thank you for asking me to do this. Thank you for your time. And um, it's a stupid question, I know. Tell tell us about yourself, so I'm not going to ask this. But, like, give us an intro on Carlos Carlos Acosta. Um, I, I just, I'm just a, a fun-loving person who wants to express myself through music and through entertainment i i love nightlife i love new york city i feel like even though i'm kind of jaded and i feel like everything's over and it's not the same as it was what once was i I keep trying to keep that feeling alive that like Mm. heartbeat that new york city has always had and Mm. it's still there so um i'm always thriving when when i feel like the city is thriving and to be honest even right now with all this craziness it's still thriving. There's still a heartbeat. If you yeah. want to find it, it's difficult. It's different. It's challenging. It's a different way of life. But I can still feel the heartbeat. And um, if you're in New York, it's just it's the best city in the world, and it's not going to change. So I, I'm a New Yorker at heart, even though people might piss on that and say that I was born and raised in North Jersey. But I mean, the tri-state area, man. I love New York. I love New Jersey. I yeah. That's awesome. Um, Carlos, I, I mentioned the Debbie Donnas, and I just want to jump right into it. Like, tell me how did the Debbie Donnas start? Tell me what inspired it. What kind of music do you play? What kind of music do you do? And I, I guess we'll start there. Uh, the Debbie Donnas, it was um, an idea by someone that I really love, uh, Chauncey Dandridge. He's a DJ at Stonewall. Big shout out. He, Big shout out to a- DJ Chauncey. Oh, he's amazing. He's incredible. What he does, very few DJs still do with how he fuses music, how he DJs, and how he tries to bring the entire room together. Mm. Um, But he believed in me and said, you always tell me you write music. um, Why don't you perform for Madonna Worship? Madonna Worship being the biggest annual New York City Madonna party to celebrate her birthday. Mm-hmm. It's every year. It's it lands somewhere in the week of August sixteenth, whatever that Saturday is, and it's at Stonewall. It's incredible. It's Iconic. packed. Oh my god! It goes on all night. I'm the last one out the door, helping everyone close out because I'm there till five in the morning. Um, but it's a it's a fantastic party, and he asked me to perform because he has a a reinventions charity events that's that's from eight to ten and there's different performers and you can do drag you can do poetry you mm. can um, do whatever you want covering a madonna song and he gets all these people to do it and he asked me to do it and i just i grabbed two of my friends to sing along with me and i did holiday on the ukulele and it was so cute it was just kind of a sing-along my hands were shaking and i was only playing two little chords it was, it's the easiest song mm. and um afterward you know, every way I just got this confidence to continue doing it, and and automatically, um, Chauncey was like, "You should perform. We should create a show together." And that kind of led to the beginning of the Debbie Donnas. I, I wanted to clash uh, Madonna with Debbie Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love rock and roll and I love pop, um, and that to me is the Debbie Donnas. So I called it the Debbie Donnas. That's Donna's. incredible. 
Um, so it's a rotating cast, and we perform at Stonewall once a month, and we've covered different songs. We've done our originals. We've used um, visual effects. We've used uh, we've used the screen work. We've used uh, choreography, dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amazing show, and the oh, you're, you're, a, you're a Madonna going. fan. How could you not be theatrical? <laughs> it's, it's in it's, it's in your theatrical. it's in your M DNA. <laughs> it, it is in my M DNA. It's, it's because, and honestly, it is because of her. So I sit down and I. You know, Chauncey gives me a theme, and he said, "You know, it's Halloween, for example." Yeah. And then we like come to we come together, and I grab four or five people that I know that are artists, and I try to put a show together. We cover some songs, and so the next show is actually the twenty eighth. It's going to be the twenty eighth of October. It's going to be um, on Chauncey Dandridge's um, Instagram, and it'll be an Instagram live, I believe. And so it'll be it's called Freak Out. So hashtag Freak Out. Mm. Um, that's the show that we do once a month at Stonewall that's been pretty successful and really up up until the uh, the quarantine started and the lockdown we were just getting bigger and bigger the shows were getting better and better yeah. people were extremely enthusiastic and um, we appreciate all that support so the Debbie Donnas are not going to give up and we're going to keep going throughout this craziness um, and Chauncey is going to keep doing freak out so I'm excited for to see where that goes next. I can testify because following your social media, I've seen like your performance, like what you share basically. And, and first of all, you're at the stone wall. Like that's like the Madison square garden of, you know, the culture. The in terms of, right. Right. And just to, I'm sure that's a big honor for you. Speak on that. It's insane. I, I never thought I would perform at Stonewall, And, um, Honestly, I was at Stonewall when Madonna was there on New Year's, which mm. I'm sure you want, wanted to talk I, about I, I want to kick you um, off the episode, just you mentioning it. I'm jealous. Oh, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to get you on that one first. Um, I know, no, but, definitely, definitely speak on it. So, like, I had already been performing for, uh, like, two years at Stonewall once a month. So for me to know that that tiny little dressing room where I have squeezed my butt off with every drag queen in New York City and all my friends that are joining me for the Debbie Donna's mm. we were squeezing and we we're doing our makeup and we we're, mm-hmm. we we're rehearsing I, I mean there was times where I was we were singing backstage while the performances were happening on stage and we were rehearsing for that I mean and we were just trying to make sure we got it right and um so performing at Stonewall is an emotional thing and every time I perform there I try to one up myself because we're at Stonewall, so I have to. Yeah, the bar is there. I have to give the energy. <laughs> no pun intended. It, the bar is the low. bar is high. <laughs> the bar is extremely high. It feels no high. No pun intended. Um, and it's funny because I know the bartenders, but the, the expectation is still extremely high for me. Like I still feel like I need to impress them because they work at Stonewall. Uh, the owner was at one of my shows, and um, and she was fabulous, and she said she spoke to me after the show and told me how great it was and that just that was it that was i was like okay i'm doing good i'm allowed to be here doing my thing they understand what i'm doing right understand that i'm trying to provoke people i'm trying to um make people talk and have a conversation Mm -hmm. but also feel safe and have a safe space where we can be our, our queer selves and have a family unit and that's what stonewall is for me that's fabulous um you mentioned the queen (laughs) <laughs> perfect segue mr iris there's only one queen there's only one queen and that's madonna bitch yep. you were like f- a few feet carlos you're so cute i saw you on her post 
you know, her re-edited post and she's backstage and then she comes out and your face, you're crying and she got the shot of you crying. There's an image of you, not like the ugly cry, oh but God, you were, oh yeah, God. I'm talking on New Year's Eve, you were just... I it, meltdown. I and I'm like living vicariously through that, and I'm thinking I had the, an amazing New Year's Eve night, and I'm coming back. I wake yeah, up no the next did. day. I did. I did. You, yeah, you. A big shout out to Michelle. Hi, Jesus honey. Christ. I love you, Michelle. And I wake Michelle up. Michelle and I were freaking out. Yeah, no and idea. you guys are like kicking it with Madonna at the Stonewall for New Year's Eve. Who Ooh. does that? Oh, you my do that. God. I was shaking. I was shaking. Right. I couldn't. I, I don't even Did you know. get to touch her, shake her hand, hug her, ever. anything, any contact, anything at all, no physical contact? Like No, no. no. But she was right there. She was like a foot away. And yeah. just like, just staring at her, listening to her. And What'd she smell like? Oh, she smelled like heaven, honey. And I'm an atheist, but if heaven exists, <laughs> that's what it should smell that's like. That's what it should so. smell and look like? Oh man, that's what it would look like too. It, it, she had she looked gorgeous in person. She looked happy and at ease, and she also seemed very comfortable in that environment. Even though I know she's not there all the time, that was the first yeah. time, you know. Unless you yeah. know she goes incognito, but really, she doesn't really go to Stonewall to hang out, and she just seemed like the people in that room. She, those are the people that she would surround herself with on any given night and obviously she's a superstar at this point so she goes out at this point she's legendary <laughs> I, you know she's legendary and yeah so no, i know what for, you mean i'm you just know, giving you a hard but time she she kind of just fit in to she was like a final puzzle piece at stonewall when she like just land she just showed up right after the yeah. countdown it was just amazing and she fit right in and we were all just in awe but it, it was emotional that's incredible and just to kind of come full circle and this is a perfect segue to the next segment um and, and then i'm going to pick your brain because i still want to get to know you a little bit more but you and i met at a madonna function in new york city during the rebel heart era and i haven't been to one since my damn my god i listen i am due for a trip to the city i am long overdue um but what was my point in telling you this? Um, oh, well, that's how I met everybody, like, online, just through our common love for the queen. And so that's a perfect segue into the next topic. I want to talk everything Madonna with you. And there's another particular group that we love. What's their name, Carlos? They go by what? Oh, it's Las Chicas Picantes. <laughs> it's the Spice Girls. Absolutely. Which, oh, man, I love, love the Spice Girls. I cannot say anything more positive than about the Spice Girls. Listen, we are, just, we are just two gay men living our gay boy dream still yeah. at Man, our age. They were always <laughs> iconic. Their outfits, their attitudes, their ridiculous, what? ridiculous Facts. videos and movies. Facts. And, I mean, Spice World is, like, is incredible, the film itself. I think it's so underrated. I didn't know that Spice World, as a child, like... I watched it as a kid. I made my father take me like 10 times. He probably already came to church <laughs> with the fact that I was gay. And, um, but we saw it like 10 times in the theater. And yeah. now, and, and, and as I got older, I would continue watching it here and there. I right. love the movie. 
I didn't realize that the movie was so smart as like an adult movie too. Yeah. There was a lot of there was there's so a lot of witty banter that as adult and and you and so a many lot adu- of witty banter. Yeah, that you appreciate the script that. Script was kind of smart. It was kind of absurd. It was very like um, absolutely fabulous. It was very dry humor, but it was it was very re- it was very relevant. It was very smart, and I just think it's so underrated. It's a it's a absolutely. cheesy movie for sure, but there's a lot there that I think revisiting is is kind of worth it if if you want to have some fun and just have yeah. a laugh. It's, isn't it one of, it, to me? It's like one of those cold classic movies, like a half baked, a clueless, um, a clueless. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like the in, silliness and clueless is like they they were smart enough to have that in spice. Role yeah, I, I don't think I noticed that when I was that that young. But right. when I watched, but I was still, I still loved every bit of it. Yeah. And then as an adult, I kind of love that I can relate to it as an adult because right. that humor is for me. Yeah. But I also still love it, and it's silly. But I'm in it. Oh my you know. god, I, we are still Spice Boys forever. Yeah. And um, I love, so I love them. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the ultimate Spice Girl, the one and only, the best-selling female recording artist of all time. Listen, people lie, but the numbers don't. Come on back to the lounge. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Losa's Lounge. I'm excited. If you are now, t- <laughs> if you are now tuning in, I have an extra special guest joining virtually from New York City, the greatest North city. Jersey. Oh, North, North Jersey. Jersey. Apparently, I don't listen it's to my. But it's okay. No, no, it's, uh, a cor- it's quarantine time. I, he's I still a New York City boy. Oh, you know that's where I was born. You were born in Brooklyn. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm going to be moving to Brooklyn in like the new year. I'm just waiting for things to change a little bit. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Brooklyn is amazing. My, my mother and, and um, all my siblings and like my father met my mother there and her family born from Brook- born and raised. And then we moved out oh, here when I was like... You have that energy. You have that, that, that personality. It's in the blood. But I don't think I could yeah. ever live out there right now. It's too busy and it's too crazy and it's just like, ugh, no. I like, I like quiet. <laughs> I think you could. I think you would love it. I think that you're just. I like, would. I know. Adapt, I would. You've adapted, and, and that's okay. But that's just you know, yeah. life can change you, and we'll see what happens. You know, in the future. <laughs> um, well, listen. Speaking of coming back, if you're joining us, I promised you that we were going to talk about the best-selling female recording artist of all time. <sighs> I call her Veronica. You might call her. I don't know. M. Dollar. But some people that's call her Madonna. The queen. There's only one that's, queen. That's what I call her. I yeah. call her M. 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 Oh, my God. Carlos, where did it start for you? I know where it started for me, but where did it start for you? Man, it started for me so early that I don't even have the knowledge that I was obs- that I was um, fascinated and obsessed with a, a female pop singer. That's not the way I thought about it. She was. She was always there, no matter how. You, I just remember being a baby. Mm-hmm. That like my earliest memories. I remember loving her music and seeing her image. I didn't know that it was a female pop star on 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 TV on MTV. I just almost saw like an older sister. I don't know. Right. She was always there. She was just That's always there, and I liked everything that. she said and everything she did, no matter what. And she was hotter and hotter every time, mm-hmm. cooler and cooler. My brain was always exploding. It's like that, that emoji of the brain exploding. It was just that every time she did anything. Yeah. 
yeah. my body would just say, this is very important, this is very good, this is yeah. very strong. You're making a statement, you're pushing someone's boundaries. And even as a little kid, I fully understood that and I love that. I just, that, that makes her the best to me. The best she pop she, she tapped industry. into. She is the zeitgeist. She's like she filled the void. She took it and she smashed it in everyone's faces, like like grabbing a mirror and just like smashing it into the ground into millions of pieces. Yeah. She took it and she made everyone's. She makes everyone stare at them, self reflect. She makes everyone look at themselves and analyze what they who they are while giving you a good pop song, while giving you a good pop video. And while being a genius. So, yeah, there's no one like her. There is no one like her. And for me, like, I was five or six. I think I was six. And I, and I saw um, Who's That Girl on HBO. And I was done. I was done. I was like, who is that girl? And and through music and, and, and oh, I mean, my the God. And, always. And I saw the, the video. Collection. What? Her name is Madonna, the Immaculate Collection. Like, it's, oh, it was too I perfect. Was like, it was too perfect. Am I, not, I didn't understand that as a kid. I didn't understand what the Immaculate Collection meant. Mm. Like That play on words. She, her, the play on words, the play on, on, on how you felt when you listened to her. Yeah. Everything was, was specific, and it was her vision. It wasn't management. It wasn't someone else. It was her concept. It was her idea. It was her understanding of society, of her audience, of how people play on things. Um, and I think it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty amazing. And she knows that, and she doesn't have to prove that to anyone. So it, it doesn't matter where she is at this point or yeah. how people perceive it. It's just different these days. Everything, everything is different. So... That's why I don't think anybody will ever top her because I don't think that I think that now that everything's changed, there's no there's really no way to go back to a point where everything was so new or everything was for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so no one will ever top her. She already yeah. did that yeah. and that is it. And Absolutely. no matter how many people come after it, doesn't matter how talented they are, what they do. What she did was the beginning and the first of everything. Mm. And so it doesn't really matter what anyone does after that. She'll always be the best female pop artist in history. Absolutely, I agree. She is the GOAT. She's the blueprint. She's the greatest of all time. Um, and sh- that woman, I couldn't even imagine like what life would be like without her. Like I just, you know, oh my God. Every every facet of I my life can. involves her. And, and we were talking about the Debbie Donnas earlier, and you mentioned that half of the name is a shout out to obviously Madonna and the iconic Debbie Harry. Um, how does Madonna shape your performance art? Because I've seen it through your Instagram, but speak on that a little bit. How has she inspired it? Well, like always, it's, it's like always there. It's, it's almost like the first, it's like, it's always like the base of, of, of how I like texture the show. It, it, that when I get to the theme, whether it's like heartbreak, it could be Valentine's Day, it could be Halloween, it could mm-hmm. be whatever, into all the Thanksgiving, and we're, we're thankful for things. So I automatically, it almost always, the base always starts with, with some kind of Madonna feeling. Mm-hmm. So I just like go through her, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it consciously, but in my mind, I can, it in comes a second, naturally, go through yeah. like every record, every tour, every mm-hmm. album, you know, and I just grab things that I just know that it's just like beautiful and that changed me. And I kind of utilized that into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I covered a lot of her songs. You know, I've had moments where I even covered a lot of Ray of Light songs. And mm-hmm. we went through the whole Ray of Light album. 
mm-hmm. and that's fun. But so I don't know. I just think that she is like a like a bible of pop music. Yeah, and she's really one of the last ones we have left. I mean, damn it, man, we lost everyone, and even she said it herself. And uh, you know, she's she's still here, and I feel like now more than ever they don't appreciate Madonna. They don't. They don't really, I mean, I never even hear her on radio when I hop into my car and I scroll through. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but they're going to all, in her words, they'll kiss my ass when I'm dead. And that's what's going to happen when we have, when we know, and I don't even want to be talking about that or manifesting that. But it happens and it's so true. And it's, I just think it's pure disrespect because we have a tendency, look what we do with Michael. I don't know if you're a Michael fan or not, but. Of I mean, course. Of you know, and look what we do with our fallen ones. Amy Winehouse. I, I loved Amy. That was my girl. But Amazing we, genius. We, we forget about these 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 people we put up on a pedestal as a culture, as a society. We're the ones that used to go out and buy albums when albums sold. And then we just tore them down. Whitney. and I could go on and on. Elvis and history. And, and a lot of that is because people fall to drugs and all this stuff. So that's on them. You know what I mean? They ain't got nothing to do with us. But... Look at the cause and look at the effect, right? So then it's still kind of our responsibility. Anyways, I, I want to ask you, what's your favorite Madonna album? Mm, a Ray of Light. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it, it, they all change. It constantly changes as you get older. You go through phases. Yeah. You go through, you, you evolve into liking albums that you didn't like so much before. And that's always fun. That's always mm-hmm. an exciting feeling. I, didn't, I never understood um, I'm Breathless, the Dick Tracy um, soundtrack, mm-hmm. when, you know, when I was much younger, I was obsessed with everything else, and I just couldn't get into that album. And then one day, that album hit me. I, You always have to revisit Madonna, yes. um, all, all the records, whether yeah. or not you're, like, that into them. So as a Madonna mm-hmm. fan, I think you know that. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to listen to the ones even the, you don't really love, but mm-hmm. you're trying to understand why everyone else loves them. That's me. That's um, my relationship with Like a Virgin. The album. Yeah, and then, and it's my least then, favorite. Isn't that ironic? One like, day, <laughs> you no, know, it's not ironic. That one's like the most dated. Uh, you know, it's one of the most dated sounding ones. Like I just can't connect evolved. to that album. There's a couple songs for for fun, yeah, and and whatnot. But like, I think the older I get, the more I disconnect the, from it. Well, that's how she feels about even singing that song, which is yeah. a title song, you know. And at that time, there were she, she. I mean, she's always done this, but she's revolved the albums around the lead single and like you know what the singles are yeah. so it just always feels exactly like that so any song from like a virgin is gonna feel like a like a virgin track yeah. from that album if yeah. you're a fan you know and you know that so uh, yeah but no i i i love them i i can I, the thing is i'm such a nostalgic and i love things i love old things so much that i can kind of set myself into that world and i'm okay with listening to that sound again mm. it doesn't bother me at all that it sounds dated I think, in fact, the fact that it sounds dated yeah. is the reason why. Well, I don't why have an issue with the sound of being special. dated, by the way. I don't have, because I, I think the first album is one of the most, it, it really is top oh, five, the, but I, I know on my list. Point. But I just feel like, like I, I I'm not going to drive down that. my street listening, blaring material, girl. <laughs> as much as I want to. Maybe I'll do like the live version. <laughs> Instead. I that's insane because I'm with you 100% on that and that's why I always yeah. agree with Madonna yeah. in that sense when she says she doesn't want to perform like a virgin at 15 she doesn't want to perform Material Girl I'm actually with you I've always felt that way Yeah, I love those songs trust yeah. me but when they come on like I'm not going crazy because it's such a it's such a uh, what's the word um, 
it's like a, not a gimmick it's a very niche song it's a niche yeah, song it's very yeah. ridiculous and absurd and it's fun and I right. love when I see it in pop culture I love when I saw it in Moulin Rouge they did actually both those songs I think they did both I think they did Material Girl and Like a Virgin okay and in, in, in Moulin Rouge I was so happy I was like it's so it's so well utilized um but you know you, you grow and you change and those songs have that feeling of being so silly and kind of self-absorbed and dumb in a way yeah which was what she was what she was trying to do <clears throat> but then knowing that she was in power and in control of that so right. i don't know right I, you know my, my least probably my least favorite songs from her hits catalog would be like a virgin and material girl i love them they're iconic the videos are iconic she's iconic in them and i love them i can sing along to them but i mean she said so much more yeah this sound has the evolved on the map absolutely there was a lot more thought behind a lot more songs so what's your favorite track on ray of light um i my favorite track on ray of light it's gonna be mer girl which is genius um and and then also um my like second favorite would be uh to have and not to hold which is so underrated i i've i don't know why but i've been playing spanish lesson over and over for the last several weeks, I've rediscovered, particularly the live Listen, version. I don't know why either. Listen, I love it's a, a silly oh, wow. you know, sp- Spanish. Um, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind well, it. Well, first of all, her I, Spanish, I, she, I think she needs another Spanish lesson because based on me... Besame doesn't mean give me love. Yes. It means oh, kiss I know, me. I know, I know. I was yeah, disappointed with that. I, I was like, yeah, well, oh no, I love that. That's my song. But well, I um, a good friend um, who was disappointed with um, what it feels like for a girl, the Spanish version. He, I, I can understand Madonna's mentality in singing it the way she sings. It see, in I thought that one was version. good. That was beautiful. Well, he says that, that makes no sense. Like, oh, and, and, and yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm more Spanglish than he is. He's more Spanish. He's more Puerto Rican. Like. So he's just like, kind of doesn't make sense when she says, um, lo que siente la mujer, what the woman feels. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how he explained it, actually, but it, it was basically that it didn't make much sense in like a, a true Spanish translation. translation. yeah. But I kind of get well, why I mean. she sang it that way from like a Spanglish mentality. I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, I appreciated it. And I appreciate it on the tour, especially when she went into La Isla, which was my first tour of hers, when she did La Isla, and then they go into the whole instrumental oh breakdown, Incredible. and then she yells out, Boricua! And I was just yeah. like, I'm done. I'm done. I didn't, I, I'm I done. didn't get to go to that tour. I was too young. But, really? Uh, that's, one of my, that's my favorite. That's my personal favorite tour. Well, listen, it's... don't cry for me, Argentina. You go to every time she comes around, you're there every night. And you've seen the best tour, I think, which is probably like Drown World Tour Part 2, the Madam X Tour. Oh, no, it was insane. Oh. It was insane. And it, it was actually last year. It was actually last year within these days that we're talking right now, oh. but last year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was insane. It was so much fun. She was incredible. Uh, I, I I can't believe that there's still no footage because of the no phone policy. I'm just so. I've seen by that. a couple of things though, and I gotta tell I you, someone I uploaded that that I don't search, I find. That looks really good, actually. And, and you know, she always overly edits her DVDs. I hope she doesn't do that. Works. I think maybe because she's in a theater, um, there there'll be less around the stage because it's small and there's not space to put anything on that stage so her over editing 
may work because it'll kind of like she'll be like directing something even though there's almost nothing there to direct and it might work because the, the show itself is already so visually entertaining you don't need to overdo anything right but because yeah so i i really think that maybe finally after like the last three tours of very oversaturated yeah oversaturated taking away the cuts. whole like rawness of that because when you're there it don't feel like that it's like no you're not translating what i felt yeah. yeah, and she didn't see that because I think what she's trying to do is give you uh, the you know her vision of the show and kind of neglects neglects the way we see it. Right. So sometimes you know it's just it's a bit different, you know. Right. But I think that I have hope for this one. And I, I'm just I really love the way it looks so far. Yeah. I, it's a, it's an incredible show, and I just want to force people to watch it. So like, of course, as Madonna fans. When it comes out, we're going to be showing it to our closest relatives and friends and whatever to gagging, make sure that they watch gagging. some of this so they can see that the Queen Bee is still fucking Listen, rocking. I had to pick, do, well, first of all, she canceled three nights. I had tickets for each night in Boston. I had two floor seats on the aisle. One in the, doesn't she go out and does, she performs out in the audience, I heard at yeah, some point. Yeah, she dances Yeah, she the audience. Okay, so I was on, well, on the left side, I think it's on the left side, right? Yeah. To, to your left? Okay, well, I was on that section, but I had an aisle seat. And then I had an aisle seat on the other side, but a little higher up. And I heard she comes, well, I've seen it. She goes, she leaves the theater by walking up, and that's how she closes, which is genius. Rise, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking, this is my time. I hope she comes up the aisle. She's right there. I can just sm- just smell her you know, just I just, I you just know, just her, like twice, oh, and and she walked by me and I didn't so bother much. her like the other like, five times. But yeah, at the end of every show, I ran to that little spot and I and you knew what to do. To you knew yeah, what to do. I had to. Well, she I, she didn't so give me that opportunity. She canceled. And I got to tell you something. I still feel like they canceled that show more. I know she wasn't feeling good because of the knee and whatnot, but that was the week that we were about to get our first major blizzard storm, and it was already coming through the country. So by the time she was to hit Boston, that storm was expected to landfall in our area. So part of me was like, all right, how much is this is just because of logistics and what have you? And, and like, come on, you, you couldn't give us one night? One night. Yeah, but I, at I, the I, end I, of the day, it's... I got my money back and I couldn't see it, but it's okay. Well, I, you know, there's nothing I can say about that. That's just no, I know, I, wish, I know. I, you know, I, just I wanted to different. vent to you, Carlito. Okay, it's you... heartbreaking. <laughs> I know it's, no, it's just heartbreaking. It makes no sense. Like it broke my streak. There, there are cities that she's never visited. There's like places, you know, and it's just like crazy to think. Why are you canceling the show? But you, you just don't even know the logistics of it. Like I'm pretty sure that there's. There's so much going on behind the scenes that you have yeah. no idea. Have well, no idea I, I saw it. the upside down split, by the way, on Human Nature, which is probably the best version of Human Nature Live. That I would always me. scream. Yeah, it's my favorite part. I love that part of the show because it, it just looks so sexy. She looks so happy. She is. I'm like, how it. is she still doing this? Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love it when you watch. I I can't wait. Watch the DVD. Yeah. I can't wait, and I want to tell you why I can't wait because for me, Ray of Light is also my number one. But I put Madame X definitely up there. Madame X touched something in me. I don't know what it was. And I think, too, because of the times and whatnot and what we're going through in our community, as well as just being um, Latinos and everything Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on politically and socially. It's crazy. And it just look where we are now versus a year ago when the album dropped. I mean, there was things going on that people were doing to, you know, right? Freedom fighters out there. But 
2020, man, definitely brought all the Freedom Fighters. It ignited all of us. Um, you're part of the New York City scene. Jersey as well. I don't want to. I, I know you're at home at Jersey as I'm well. About Jersey. It's, it's I'm not. I, I cannot. I was born and raised in North Jersey, and I'm here now. Yes, and I'm sure that Madonna's presence in that city throughout the years has been heavy. But I want to mention someone, um, DJ Chauncey. A big shout out to him. And I remember um, sitting in on his IG live, and he was interviewing you. It seemed like what I took from it. You're a protege of. The House of Chauncey, darling. Am I right? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, I that, I just, like, took that role. Like, I just told him. I was like, I'm part of your house now. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I, w- I would see him, like, five days a week, and we would spend so much time together, and I would talk to him about my musical projects, and, like, he would talk to me about his projects, and we became really close friends, and we, like, we really loved each other, and I could feel yeah. that I felt safe around him. I felt comfortable around him. And right. one day I was just like, listen, I'm... I'm your, you're my protege. Like I, I'm part of your house of Dandridge. And he was like, bitch, you can't just like call yourself. <laughs> you can't just name yourself after my house. And I said, no, yeah, no, I am. And then he was just like, you know what? I like that. <laughs> and after that, he was like, you are part of my house. So self-proclaimed protege. Um, yeah. Chauncey is amazing. He is probably the hardest working person I know. Fabulous. He's, Fabulous. Constant, constant, um, very active. Um, he's just constantly doing activism for social issues and for any any issues that have to do with you know our human rights. It's every single day. I mean, and when you know, right now with lockdown, it's different. But he would work until four in the morning. You know, holding events with drag queens, knowing all their he's music. He's still doing it. Yeah. On oh, IG Live, on oh, I see, DJ. I see what's going on. Absolutely, he does like a weekly radio show. He's done guest spots on radio shows once a month, I think. He's done, he does a con like it, it's insane. He works at Stonewall. Um, I don't know where he finds the energy, but I, I respect him so much. I think he's one of the coolest people I've ever met, and one of the coolest people in New York City. Um, and he's definitely continuing that. He has not slowed down at all. So I guess let's just see what comes next from Chauncey Dandridge. I love him. Shout out to Chauncey. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to New York City scene. And what was it like before we segue? Because we got to talk about uh, Las Chicas. Las Chicas. Um, And I know my time with you is limited, so I want to make sure we cover all things. But I want to know just from one thing, because we're both gay. (gasps) Don't tell anybody. Shocker. Oh my god! That's a real shocker. We're talking about Madonna for the last hour. <laughs> and, and about ourselves. I mean, I mean, really? <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, and then you know maybe my my wife and kids might just walk through the door and interrupt us. No, but seriously, we are diehard Spice Girls fans, and we are not ashamed of it. And uh, I, had to, I had to lose. I, you know, I, at some point, I think when I was like eleven or twelve, I I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought. And I was listening to the, the first album. It was to Spice, and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, I can't be ashamed of this when I get older. This means something to me. Very important. I, I'm not going to be ashamed about this. I'm yeah. going to stand up for these five girls <laughs> and their ridiculous music and their ridiculous <laughs> videos right? until the day that I die right? as I get older. And people are going to actually know that. 
that's a, I came to terms with it as a child at 11 years old or 12 when I was looking in the mirror listening to them and I will never be embarrassed by saying that they brought me life they brought me just just pure joy unadulterated joy I mean you know I can, it almost feels like you know Katy Perry's roar uh, being so silly and little kids loving that song it's like that but I can't can I never connected to that because I'm not a kid anymore but the Spice Girls gave me that. They gave me this feeling that I was free and that I was, I can just be anything that I wanted to be. And I really, really, really believe that from these five different girls that were completely different from each other, but they were hanging out with each other. And you're like, girl, you would not hang out with each other. But <laughs> they love each other. And yeah, yes. it's a big deal. It is Two a big albums. deal. They're, three, they're three, three. Well, I, I, I know. Them. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that on today's episode. Come I on, love, be I nice. Love I love the forever. Play record. nice. Um, Play but nice. I will say that I feel like two albums as a five as a quint is a quintet. I don't know how do you say five. Quint- um, yeah, it's quintet, right? Yeah. So as a quintet, they did two albums, and you know, you can't argue with me. It was like their peak, and it was in the vicinity of two years. And they're the biggest selling girl group in history. In history, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite possible that. I Shout out to TLC to... though; they are the biggest here in the country in this country. In, the, in this country, but I think now maybe Little Mix has, has like has like beat out both of these both of the girl groups. Who which I know, Little Mix. I don't know. I don't know these people. I know. I don't know. I saw. Yeah. I, I I only know because I saw the name and I saw the article and I thought. That sounds okay, like cat whatever. food or something. You know, it's just the, the way that, it just the world Little keeps mix. turning and they mm. keep changing the rules and and they keep making it easier to charge just to make overhype things and to make money off of it. But but regardless, the Spice Girls are iconic. Yes, and, and we're gonna get I into that. We're gonna get into anyone, that when we come back. We, we gotta get into it. I really yes. do want to get back into it. We will. So hold that thought and come on back on the lounge. Enjoying your time at the lounge. It's me, Los. Hey. Welcome back to Los's Lounge. And if you're tuning in right right now, then where the hell were you? And if you're still with us. Thank you so much. I want to give a big shout out to my listeners every day. Every day I see, yo, Carlos, every day I see like the numbers and it's going up slowly, but surely though, I'm, I, I'm not even going to complain, but, and then, it, you know, I can see my audience demographics, like where they're at Brazil, uh, Singapore, Australia, like what's going that's on? Fine. Yeah. That's, that's it, blows mind. it blows I my mind. It blows my mind. Singapore, Puerto Rico, and obviously our country, and it's just Puerto crazy. Puerto Rico. Boricua. Always, always. The, my, my heart is in Puerto Rico. I was just there. It was incredible, incredible, incredible. I, I saw, loved everyone there. Oh, my God. Listen, it's perfect speaking about Puerto Rico because when I think about Puerto Rico, I think about 
spice. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's, that's where you got that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going with this. This is where I'm going. You know, I'm thinking about um sofrito, and I'm thinking about um sofrito spice. <laughs> I cooked with sofrito today for sure. We're talking about the Spice Girls. Listen, I yes, mentioned the Spice Girls in a previous episode, 1997. And I could do like 50 more episodes on the Spice Girls. I saw Melanie C at Irving Plaza, April 2001. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I was there. That is crazy. My brother took me. I swear to God, that was the first. Let Spice me give Girl you the breakdown of that day. We took, we, we booked those tickets early. We bought those tickets, we bought Janet Jackson. And we were, Madonna didn't announce the tour yet. It was on the cusp of announcing the tour dates. And we were just waiting. And my mom and I took a Peter Pan bus to New York City. She got, uh, we stayed at the Gramercy Park Hotel. My mom waited outside in line for nine hours so that I can get in the front. I would say there was like two people maybe in front of me, but we were there. We get inside, and then she's like, all right, kid, deuces. I'll be in the back with the rest of the parents just drinking, watching the show. And I'm like, Mom, no. Oh, my God. That's amazing, though. And do you remember the the real world, Rebecca? She opened that show, and she did her folksy music. Oh, what a mess. uh, (laughs) It was a hot mess, and I felt like she was on there a little too long. Um, yeah, no, I cannot believe you were at that show. That show was amazing. I was I, I there. Was, I'll never forget it. Malcy at Every Plaza. Yeah, that was like. Her I remember the van of the radio station setting up. I remember when she arrived, like, and everybody ran around the corner to see the car pull in, and uh, and my mom's waiting yeah, in line, amazing. holding my spot, and Carlos, Malcy, they're amazing. What's your what's your what's your one favorite Spice Girl song? Favorite Spice Girl song, let me think. Okay, favorite fun Spice Girl song that people don't really know? Who do you think you are? I mean, we know it, but I just don't think it's like the most known song, but it's just fun. It's like probably the gayest song that they have. It's fun, it's sexy, it's cool. It, gets, it still sounds good in the club. Like If you play that loud now, it still sounds pretty relevant. And then I guess another one, um, I really, really love uh, Say You'll Be There, Too Much, and, um, and Stop. I think Stop is probably... Stop and say you'll be there are probably the two most uh, still fresh sounding songs that they mm, have. Yeah, They're like that timeless. So fun and yeah. beautiful. The doo wop and stop. Yeah. And then say you'll be there, just the message is cool and just it was cool funky. To it. That song yeah, is funky. A, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of elements there that, 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 that I don't think people give them enough, enough credit. Like musically, I think that there was a lot of funk in that, you know? Yeah. A lot of attitude, a lot of personality, a lot of sexiness. Mm hmm. And it still sounds good today. So I, I yeah, like the first singles, Wannabe and Spice of Your Life from each album, um, each respective album. They are like the crazy, ridiculous ones. Then they would release the second single and it was like, I'm going to prove to you that we have good music that has staying power. Right. So that was Say You'll Be There. And then for the second album, for the second album it was um, Stop. Right. You know, and... I just like love those singles, and then the third singles were usually a ballad. So we got to become one, and we got too much, and mm-hmm. those two are just perfect, perfect, perfect too. So yeah, I don't know. I really, I also love um, naked, and if you can't dance, yeah. Um, 
never give up on the good times. Well, now you're and just naming Viva, the whole catalog. <laughs> yeah, I know. They only have like 20 songs. And then Viva Forever. Viva Forever. Has That's my all-time. Because it's so beautiful. And, and like if I saw somebody play that on guitar in front of me, I would get emotional. Because yeah. it's so pretty. It's so right. If it's, it's a pop song. It's a perfect pop song. It's yeah. cute. It's pretty. It's silly. They go from Spanish to English. You know. I don't think it's silly. I think it's a beautiful romantic song. Like to me, that is just so oh, so sexy, and that that's my favorite song, Carlito. Like I love that one out of the entire catalog. That's my song, and I used to play it out over and over. And when when I saw the show, when I saw the show minus Ginger, um, it's okay. Okay. It happens. Now we have now we're minus Victoria. Okay. <laughs> when are when are That's they gonna okay. get this They're right? All okay, they they don't they don't hate each other. They love each other. They just Victoria just doesn't want to do it. And then Jerry just left because she couldn't take the pressure anymore. Yeah, which you happens. Know? Like it's okay. These five yeah. girls are ridiculous. They're so yeah. much fun. They're amazing. They love each other. There's no ill will. And still relevant, like to the culture, to pop culture yeah. in general, and still selling out stadiums and like crazy. you know, like they're That's getting the last laugh. Um, yeah. I want to point out to you at that Mel C concert, we were in the front. Well, I was in the front with all the other fans and whatnot. And at the end, I remember um, I turned to you was like a long intro into it. Like there was a little bit of kind of like the hype up. Yeah. Do you remember that? I of ended. Course. I took off my blue Nike hat and I threw it on stage. And I think it was. I don't think it was the female guitarist. I think it was the male guitar. Or was it? I can't remember that detail. Puts it on and then they go into I turn to you. And I remember like leaving afterwards. <laughs> you gotta love Puerto Rican moms. And my mom going. Oh my God. Esa no fue que yo te compré para este spa. Y tú lo vas a tirar así. And I'm like, she's like, don't think I didn't see that from the back of the venue. I'm. <laughs> And you're like, mom, I don't need that hat, mom. Listen, like, I couldn't you. even, I lost my voice. I couldn't even defend myself. But she was happy and proud. Another funny story, and you got to love a Puerto Rican mom. I, she takes me to go see the Drown World Tour. I, she Opening song, she comes out. I start bawling. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 19-year-old just bawling little girl. And she looks up to me, and she goes, like in the middle of the first verse, and I'm looking at my mom and like, did you, do you know me? Did we just meet? It Are was, my mom is a trip, but she, she made sure I was there and she also made sure she was there too. Um, I, I, I guess the point of it all is that these two artists have changed us, haven't they? And they made us really great adults. They helped shape us. I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, Oh shit. Damn. I, <laughs> it's, it, I think it's just fun and there's a lot of inspiration and it doesn't get old for me these songs they they don't feel old to me and say right. Madonna's catalog like she has amazing an amazing 40 year career of like songs that just don't get old for me no matter how dated some of them may sound whatever era it is mm -hmm. it doesn't get old it feels like it's exactly who I am mm -hmm. and there's someone there saying that how can you how can you beat that you know there's a lot of artists that do that Madonna's not the only one but Madonna's the most famous female pop star that does that right and that's why she's the the biggest and the best female pop star that does it because she did it a hundred times more than anyone else you know yeah but there's a lot of musicians that we love it's not it's not just I don't I don't think that like I'm like 
this crazy fanatic that will just only listen to Madonna. I love so many musicians. Right, There's right. So much great music out there. We love so much music. We do. I mean, you know, we do. Uh, you love a lot of music that just goes into different directions. Mm -hmm. You know, and so like it's not to discredit anyone, and that's that's the other thing. It's like people think that we were like just crazy Madonna fans, and we. If it's not Madonna, then we're not interested, or like they think that we're crazy because we only think that Madonna is the only artist that ever existed that is the best. That is, you know, and that's not that's not fair to say. She's the best in in popular culture in our world. You know that that became popular to everyone in the world. But I love a lot of music as long as it gets that feeling. Mm -hmm. What I think what Madonna does to me, mm -hmm. what the Spice Girls did for us, which can be very uh, niche, and it's like you have to be into it to be into it. But that's okay. Um, but there's so many artists who do that. Absolutely. Know? And music Absolutely. is incredible. Art is incredible. Absolutely. And you're one hell of an artist. You, as some, when you post, I've asked you permission before in the past if I could post a picture and what repost or reshare. And it's just incredible the way you do it. And I get it. Like, I totally see, like, your message. And it's just so badass and, and awesome. Um, I want to conclude today's episode with um, kind of, uh, you know, we're, you're, we're, we're part of this community, the LBGTQI, LMNOPQ, you know, I keep saying it jokingly, but <laughs> we're part of an important community. Um, you, as you mentioned earlier, you've, you've been honored enough, privileged enough to perform at Stonewall, which if, if y'all don't know the history of the Stonewall riots and what have you, and, and just look the, it up, listen, look it up. But I guess my point is that we're both members of this wonderful community. And if you can impart... A little wisdom to younger gay culture now and you know the millennial gay culture is the new generation coming up not that we're getting old or we're old don't count us out but what would you say to them oh my god um i know i went I deep know. didn't i i'm sorry <laughs> well yeah i definitely don't feel like a role model or anything like that so like my mentality is not like that my mentality is like what i would say to them is like Get yourself out of your own perspective um, because there's so many ways that you can view any circumstance, any situation, how we view the world. There's other ways to view it, and you have to understand that that every that the world is the world and life is so complex that we all see it differently. We're all yeah. digesting it differently from the from the from the age that we're little that we're taking things in. We're taking information in differently. So as we get older, it shapes us. It kind of becomes like these little puzzle pieces that like become who we are. Mm -hmm. And we're also different. We all have our different opinions and different views. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's not very different at all. And mm -hmm. it's so close to being exactly the same. So I think it's just to uh, kind of try to see outside of your own perspective and realize that that everything is really an illusion, that you shouldn't be afraid of of taking on the world or of accomplishing anything because this is all an illusion. We are living, we're flesh and blood and uh, everyone dies and people have died for a millennia. Mm. And and it's okay and it's sad and it's hard and it's crazy. Yeah. We all have experiences, we have good and bad, we have people we love, we have people we trust. We have to um, learn to relate to each other again because I think that right now the world is in a place where we're, we're we're pushing against each other so hard. Listen, I don't I don't agree with crazy people either. I don't agree with people that don't agree with me. Trust me. But we're so aggressive 
against that disagreement that like we're never gonna find a common ground and we need to find a common ground we can all have different opinions and fall to the same place and love each other we're living in a crazy time and we need to come together again absolutely how how do you say that how do you do that i don't know and and uh, i don't even know how to impart that wisdom upon anyone because that's not even i'm still learning i'm gaining this like i don't even this is not even wisdom that i have i'm trying to navigate my life so if i had to impart any knowledge it's just to be a little bit more open be a little bit more aware and try to see what someone else sees that may not be what you're used to and may not be what you think and that's okay it is okay i think that's beautiful and i think that's a beautiful way to end uh today's episode here at the lounge um i don't know if you can hear it uh too well carlitos but what's playing in the background is uh goodbye the instrumental can you hear it i hear it oh Oh, my god and in my head i'm going crazy i'm like this is perfect timing that he's talking about this a big shout out to the lgbtqi community uh the transgender community uh and everyone in between and everyone in, in in this struggle called life this battle and i think what you said was beautiful way to end this so i will say ditto but before we say goodbye i have to say uh no pun intended right because of the song um i love you and thank you so much for taking time you're a busy body out there and i appreciate you i i follow you on social media so it makes me feel like i'm there with you um i need a debbie donna's album if there's not one out already and maybe i'm late but when it does i need one autographed and signed and I just thank you so much for, for letting me pick your brain and for talking to, to me today. Oh, I love you. Thank you for including me. We don't have a record yet. If we, if we ever do, you'll be the first one to, to know it and you'll be the first one to have a copy. Um, yeah, I love you. Um, I love life and I love art and we, we need to um, sp- spend more time with each other. I know that we're living in a crazy time, but let's hold on to the love that we have for each other and... Um, and stick together. Keep it together. That's we have a family, and anyone that's listening, you're part of our little family. So thank you for being part of it. Um, and yeah, let's just hold it, hold it together. Keep it together, and we'll see each other Keep on the other side. Keep it together forever and ever. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't go crazy. We're gonna make it through this. We're gonna make it through this crazy world, and we're gonna see what's next. Right. And we're gonna be stronger because of it. Trust me, yes. it's gonna be a great world. It's coming to us. A Debbie Donna's album is coming. My yes. own album is coming. We're gonna see each other soon. Yes. Let's, let's keep it together, baby. That's right. That's right. And I want to thank the listeners and the audience and the podcast world. Thank you so much. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm speaking it into an existence in a year. This is gonna be even bigger. And just through time, it's just gonna keep. Um, my podcast, I, I pray at least, will continue to evolve. And I would love to have you back again to continue to pick your brain. And we can talk about all the things that we didn't catch up on today. But I felt like we hit perfect ground. And again, a big shout out to uh, all the listeners. We're now exiting the lounge. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.